Welcome back to the Hammering Away Podcast. This is episode number 26. As always, it's Jack and Joe here. Um, I'm just going to get right into it because I know that Joe doesn't want to talk about this, but we're going to talk about the game that was today as we're recording this. Uh, West Ham won, Bristol City won. I'll let you start because I know that you have your own opinion and I'll just get into it after that. I don't even... I just... Say how you feel. This whole thing is a waste of time. I the FA Cup really bothers me. You're a cl- dude. Like this is exactly what I'm talking about, and I want to like, like it almost makes me wish that we recorded this right after the game because I was heated at the game, and you were being a loser. Because and I don't and I usually use that term lightly, but you're a loser. Like the cups matter, dude. They matter. This one. Is has been nothing but terrible to us forever. That's not true. I don't know, man. Today was pretty bad. Today sucked, but you know what the messed up part about it is we can go there, we can win on Tuesday. And, and then we watched 90 minutes and we still had all those injuries. Okay, yeah. The the result today is a disaster. Like there's no really getting around that. A replay is a disaster. But we play the Tuesday game, so we have five days between them and Sheffield United. Like, if we don't beat Sheffield, if we we could play Friday, and we should beat Sheffield United. Would you rather have lost or done the replay? It depends what happens. No. It is not. Okay, I'll give you this. If we're gonna go there on Tuesday, and we're gonna go to extra time. And then we're going to beat them. And then we're going to get, like, bounced by, like, Arsenal. Or not Arsenal, actually, because they lost. But if we're going to go there, we're going to get bounced at, like, Anfield in, like, the fifth round, then sure, fine. But we should be trying to win this competition. We should be trying to win every competition that we're in. And, look, I don't know how you feel, but I was happy with the team today. I honestly, this is, like, Hindsight's twenty twenty, for anybody who wants to slate me. But my one thing with I would have started uh, Obama instead of um, Fornells. But Fornells played well in the first half, and I know Obama was terrible today. But like, if he had played with Paqueta, who knows? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, in terms of the team, I guess like the one notable thing is like, would you have started Paqueta? And I guess there's no really way to answer that because we don't know how he was feeling before the game and i, I assume uh, that, dude I, that, no 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 i'm not doing that i'm not doing that because he's fine he was fine he had a week-long injury he said he was out for a week we played 10 days later he's fine he should play in the game that we don't have two, any game for two weeks if we win today the cup is important we have to win this game he, there's honestly there's no reason for him to not start that game today i think it's ridiculous to question why he started because well, then if he doesn't because here's my other thing he came off and we were horrendous and when he was off we didn't score a goal and they scored a goal so if he doesn't start and they win one nil now it's oh why didn't we take it seriously we that would actually have been a better result but um that's stupid man no i don't i just don't agree with that well back to what we were talking about what is fine to you he was probably he probably felt fine to play but if there was a risk of re-injury then he shouldn't have been risked 
Sure. But like, is not every player in the league banged up at the end of December, beginning of January? This like, is like the- every every team just plays too many games in general. And, and like, I don't know, man. Like, he should which, play. Which is you're right about the congested schedule and everybody's everybody's feeling it. Which is exactly why you shouldn't be risking players that are already have actual injuries. But I don't know, man. Like, he was cleared to play. Like, we wouldn't have played him if he wasn't cleared to play. We wouldn't have started him if the medical staff was like, hey, don't start him. It's not like we took some obscene risk and rushed him back. Well, I mean, it's probably more nuanced than that. It's probably like there is a risk of re-injury, but he can play. And we decided, okay, we'll take that risk, and we paid for it. But, dude, I don't know. I just think that that's really grasping at straws. Because if he doesn't play and we lose, then it's just a different kind of disaster. And the other thing is, he's probably fine. We'll see. He's we'll the see. one I'm least worried about not being fine. The The Bowen thing's a little scary. Um, hopefully there's good news on that tomorrow. I, I think Mavropanos really messed himself up. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's probably the scariest one to me in terms of like, I, I don't know. I We're really in trouble if he goes down. Especially while Abal Garrett is out, yeah, we and um, we would have kept the clean sheet today if he played. The goal, I, I saw somebody yeah. blaming Mabama for the goal because he didn't win the initial header. Like that's that's really grasping his straws. I don't know what the deal like, is, where it's like became like a popular thing to hate on this eighteen year old kid. Was he was he good? No, but he was bad. Like, he was yeah, he was bad. But like people saying like. Yeah, like blaming him for the first goal. Like, you wouldn't have said anything if that was Bowen, you know? And just the general idea of, like, oh, he sucks is very silly to me because everybody wants to give youth a chance. And then youth has gets their comeuppance in a game or, like, learns a few tough lessons in a game, which is something that you have to expect and accept with young players. Now, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, they're terrible. And I wouldn't mind if he got a loan. I th- honestly, I think it's the contract thing because I saw people being like, oh, like if he, this, if he thinks he's good enough, well, today he learned that he's not. Like, I don't think he's not accepting a contract because he thinks that he's some star. I think it's just negotiating. There's been yeah. no like Harrison Ashby vibe of this. Not at all. Not at all. There's been other team like mentioned. Like, no. Um, I don't know. It's just like falls into this weird trend that – all like West Ham fans on Twitter fall into, I guess, is that when it's time for a player to be in bad form, it's just everyone piles on and like is relentless and doesn't see any like good that they do. Uh, and it was yeah, like, he did some okay things today. And Ings is is one of those people. Like like, is Danny Ings playing bad? Is he a bad player? Yes. Is he capable? He's awful. Is is he like? disqualified for doing like a good thing on the on the field like no like he actually he, did all right today besides yeah, the like, he was fine and like i mean he missed that big chance but other than that he was like trying to make things happen which was appreciated and like only thing i saw on twitter was like hating on danny inks i mean obviously like i don't care but i don't give it yeah i don't care it's just like weird and people like have such like weird agendas the thing that's funny with Mabama too is if 
that ball goes through the keeper's legs and he scores, at least like 60% of these people are not like, oh, he sucks. Because mm-hmm. a lot of it's predetermined. Like, it's all pretty. I saw I saw Moy's negative talk today. Like, I just thought that we didn't play well, which is fine. I guess it sucks. Um, I was very very angry with the result after the game. If we got on here directly after, I would have been going crazy. But we're still sixth in the league, and we're still in the FA Cup. <laughs> I guess we are blessing and a curse. But, no, dude, I think that that's ridiculous. Like, what is the reasoning for you to hate this competition? Especially the FA Cup. There are weekends set aside for it. If you win these games, like, you play over the weekend. I hate it because Paqueta's injured, Bowen is injured, and Mavropanos is injured. All right, but, like, what if Paqueta and Bowen both start against Sheffield United? We'll see. We will see. And, um, and, and and even if the in the best case scenario, Mavropanos is still probably going to be out for a few months. I don't know. He, I just hope he didn't break his collarbone. It sucks because he was really starting to find himself. I thought he's been playing. He was, he was awesome. Recently. He's been awesome the past ever month. Since, ever since the United game, he's been really, really, really good. Yeah. Which, yeah, I mean, I was I was critical of him during his last stint of games. But he's answered every every question I had. Well, now, I mean, I guess the thing is, is are we going to have a new signing when we play Sheffield United? Because if he's hurt, they're probably going to panic and go buy a center back. Yeah. I mean, Agbana is so game to game at this point. Like, either he can be great or he can do what he did today and just cost us a game. I mean, and the the other thing is that Zuma and Agbana are going to play on Tuesday, and then they're going to have to play on Saturday. Yep. So, um, no, I no. I have no idea who you even sign though. Is Tilo Carrera available? <laughs> I mean, we haven't really picked any like actual targets yet. That's the thing. Bergwijn was a target. Yeah, but not for center backs. No, I know. Um, it's uh, I really hope that he is not seriously injured. Like if he just has to miss the one or two games, fine, I can live with that. But I will say I I hope Morocco get blasted at uh, the African Cup of Nations. What do you make I of wish them? No good. What do you make of all this transfer talk with Aguirre? Nothing. Honestly, like. Like, I genuinely make nothing of it. The only thing that it means to me is maybe he'll go in the summer. I I don't make much of it, and especially really make nothing of it after the Mavropanos injury. But where is this even coming from? Like, it sounds like he doesn't want to be here, which, like, there's no reason for that. Uh, this So um, I just remembered two center back transfer targets who I want to get to, but mm-hmm. I want to talk about the Aguirre thing for a second because there's a lot of hate going on with him. Where it was like, oh, he like faked an injury so he could go to AFCON. Um, I didn't do that much research into it, but from what I can tell was that he was sick with the bug that we had and he missed mm-hmm. the Manchester United game. And then we played Arsenal. And so that's maybe the game where he kind of like, a chew, a chew. And then he's like, I can't play. 
and then he would have not been available for the Brighton game anyways. So to be honest, I don't really care. Um, it's not necessarily right. And if the coaching staff don't like it and they want to sell him in the summer and they want to replace him, that's fine. Like, especially if we make like profit or get all of our money back, he'll have given us everything I could have really asked for him to give us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you replace him with Trevor Chalaba or Max Kelman, that's pretty cool too. Those are two really good center backs who are maybe better suited to a Moyes team. But then again, I don't think that a Garrett is unsuited to a Moyes team. Moyes scouted him. Moyes loves him for years. He, he refused yeah. to drop him for a reason. He loves him. And he thinks, and he has been really good for us, bar three or four games early in the season. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't really care that much about him faking his sickness, allegedly. I don't even know where that news came from. It could have come from X, but yeah. I don't buy it at all. I think it's total nonsense. And just people not thinking realistically about the situation. And, and, I just people people love to hate him. He's one of those guys, and I don't also, know where. But I would like to remind people, and obviously, one of these guys probably earned it more than the other. But Dimitri Payet sat out, Stoke away, at the end of the 2015-16 season with what was allegedly a knock, but it was also rumored that he sat it out because he wanted to stay fit for the Euros that summer. Um, and then we didn't win that game, and we finished seventh instead of sixth. So then we played in the um, playoff round. We had to play qualifiers for the Europa League, and then we lost to Astragogo. So, <laughs> you know, like, this is not new, I guess. But what could, yeah, like, like Piat earned that to an extent. But, like, it just. We also won the game 2-0. Mavropanos is a completely fine option that we trust. If he was still kind of sick and was like, I don't want to get hurt, and I'm like already sick, I can get over it. I don't know. I think it's I think it's I just don't think it's very likely that he did that. I don't believe it. Yeah, especially not him. I mean, in a way, I can because he really does. He loves playing for his country and stuff, um, like a lot of guys do. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, to be honest, and it's probably because we won that I don't care. Uh, but I just don't think it's worth anybody's time discussing, especially because um, he is a good player for us and he does good things for us. And he really helped us find this defensive form. He was the one who was in the team when we kept those first two clean sheets against Freiburg and Wolves. I really hope we don't find um, someone that that'll buy him. I I don't want to believe he's not going to go in January. If he if he goes in the summer, I don't, the summer kind of suck. I don't I don't want him to go in the summer either. But I can no I can player. live with it. Uh, I don't really like the idea of us not having a left footed center back in the squad. Because um, like okay, it's like it's totally fine if you start two right footers. I just don't like the idea of just being without one because mm-hmm. it's important in modern football. It is an important thing. And we've seen that this season for us. He's a great passer. Yeah. He's been awesome this year. He's been so important in the buildup. He's, he's really not that replaceable of a player. Um, and I, I don't think I say that is because uh, who I wanted to get to was the two center backs who have been most heavily linked. Um, Max Kilman and Trevor Chalaba. Like we right. Yeah. Um, 
both of them are right-footed players. And they're both good. I think that they both be really good fits here. I don't think either of them are better than Aguirre. We'll see. I, I mean, I don't necessarily... I wouldn't call them better than him right now, but at the same time, like, we've seen stretches of play from both of them where they both look damn, damn, damn good. Yeah, they're, they're, they're definitely both good players. Um, I think they're more Zuma cover than anything because there was those rumors that they wanted to yeah. get him good quality, good cover. But then again, Mavropanos is already here and he's right. He's right footed. Yeah. Um, I think that Kilman, to be honest, would be great for us. I think he would be kind of like a Dawson type vibe, not just calling mm-hmm. that because he's white and English, but he, he is a very good box defender. And I think he's, he's strong. He's physically imposing. I think that he could do really well here. Yeah, um, my, right I now, agree. if I had my pick right now, I think he would be the one, but he's going to be too expensive. I'd like to get a left-footed guy in here, especially if it's a Aguero replacement. That'll be a and summer even, issue. Even even still, we need a, we need cover there at left center back more than the right, obviously because we have Mavropanos. I mean, I'm just saying, if, if Mavropanos is down, I think right, Kilman right, would right. be great. Totally forgot about that. I know we were talking about it two seconds ago. Yeah, dude. It, man. We are so screwed if Paquette and Bowen's injuries are for real. Uh we can we can make it to Bournemouth on the twenty eighth. I think it's the twenty eighth. We can make it to Bournemouth on the twenty eighth, um, with just like Bana and Zuma. We really need Kudus to get bounced in the in the group in the group stages. Yeah. That's well, you know what's people. funny is if Paquetta doesn't go down, we're probably not even having this conversation. We were playing really well. We started great. Yeah, like, I mean, we that were suffocating them. The, the field tilt, man. <laughs> the field tilt was there. Yeah, I mean, we really need to bring in somebody, um, somebody that can kind of fill in that role when Paquetta's gone to be like kind of the orchestrator of a no. lost possession. I don't know if I don't know if there's somebody out there that can do that. No, we're, we're, that's not what's gonna. We we have to evolve. When he goes, we have to. Well, we just you need to, in my opinion, when Paquette goes, you need to get a left winger who can play football, right? Mm-hmm. Then you probably bring Kudus into the ten, and you push Bowen back out right. And you have a striker who can play, and then you have a pivot that can actually work. And then if you don't want to do that, especially like Ward Prowse, like whatever you think of him, he was signed to be able to play that role. Um, so we should probably get a chance at it eventually when we go to it. Obviously, it might not be ideal, but okay. Then you keep Kudus on the right, and put Bowen up front, and you have Ward Prowse in the ten. You still need to sign a player in that position at that point, because as good as Suchek has been at times this season, like. That is the place where we have to upgrade. Um, we've had a few performances recently that have really not been up to par. Um, obviously, today comes to mind large parts against Brighton um, and Liverpool. And Suchek was stuck out like a sore thumb in each one of those games. I thought he was atrocious today. Yeah. Which, but like, I'm not even going to kill him for it like we used to. Because he's had a good season, it's just sometimes he doesn't have it because this is that's not who he is, and it's usually very very clear from right right from the start that this is not going to be one of his games. 
And he also, Moyes, I thought the tactics were interesting today too. And it's a shame that Paqueta went down, so we can't really talk about that as much. Um, but he was playing through the middle as the false nine, and then he had Suchek right behind him, and then it was Ward Prowse and Alvarez deeper. Um, and Paqueta's assist came from like very deep. So mm-hmm. it was it was fun watching him drift around for the 10 minutes he was out there. It, it was a shame because it was also like Moyes was testing something and experimenting and we were getting a good look at a thing that we've seen succeed in the league, but never from the start. Yeah. Yeah, like maybe for, for some appearances, like like for like little cameos uh, to close games and stuff, but it would be nice and to see even him. And even just an option because like – so he had Suchek behind them today, right? Now imagine he did Paqueta up front with Kudus behind them and then Bowen running off him from the right when we sign this alleged left winger. That would be like, really cool. It gives us another option. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like kind of a shame that we didn't get to see it play out for 90 minutes. Um, I was excited for uh, Mubama to get his chance. It sucks that he didn't really take it. But again... I just don't see a reason to overreact. These things happen. Like, not every youth player is Declan Rice. And another thing that I would say to people, it's a lot harder to look good as a kid playing as a striker, especially for a Moyes team, than probably any other position in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ghana, when he first broke through, was really exciting, but he was up and down throughout that Pellegrini season. Um, ben Johnson was really slowly bled through. Um and was playing for honestly a dog shit side for his first five games in uh, in Project Restart, which yep. probably helped him stand out too. Uh, Rice is a freak of nature. Um, I can't remember any others that we've had breakthrough. And, and Gakia is another one. Like when you're playing in defense, it's almost more about not making a mistake. Whereas mm-hmm. in that front line, especially as a striker, you're there to make the difference. Um, and Mubama is a kid. Like the the hold up play will come because. He has the size and the frame. He's going to grow into his body. I think people just have to be patient. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I I felt bad for him because he was really pressing by the end of the game, especially when he ran out to the right wing. He was like, yeah, so desperate to try to make something happen, and it's 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 really hard. Like it's it's definitely the hardest place to make the the jump from the youth level to for sure. And I team. thought I I think what you just said like really encapsulates his performance today. He was pressing. Like, because you could see as the game kind of didn't go his way, when he got the ball, he really started looking for it and he wanted to shoot and he wanted to make a difference so bad. Um, and as and he's young, so doing that was actually a mistake that made his performance worse because mm-hmm. of how desperate he was to make that difference. Like when he cut inside and he just ignored Ben Johnson, the overlap, and he fell down. Plenty of times. Like that happened. And the the specific time when he fell down was just – it sucks because you can tell that he wants to make something happen. But if you force it, you're never going to get the chance to make something happen. So he'll but learn you know, and he'll be more patient. I'd rather him do that than, than hide. For sure. I, yes. And the big thing is that I think for him playing in such a dominant youth team where he is always getting chances and always scoring goals – it's probably going to take some getting used to playing mm-hmm. striker at this level. Not even for just a Moist team, for any team, because strikers spend lots of games isolated sometimes. So, yep. like, 
if anything, I'm I'm happy he got the learn out there today and play 80 minutes. I'm really happy that Moyes didn't sub him. And I think that that shows a trust in his actual ability. Whereas with Odebeku, I don't think Moyes ever really rated him. Yeah, there's there's a lot of faith for Moyes to, to Mubama, which is really nice to see. And to allow him to make these mistakes. Exactly. And maybe it doesn't work out for him. Maybe like maybe it doesn't. That would suck. But it's to, to write him off at this point is crazy. Yeah, he, he definitely should get a loan, though, I think. Next year. You wouldn't do it for the, the next half of the season? He's not going to go. We, we've just had too many injuries and with this Antonio thing. It, and then if Ings goes, with if the center backs are a problem, we're not going to sign a striker. We're going to sign a center back. The only way he should go out on loan this window is if we sign a striker, in my opinion. Which I don't think we will. And because the other thing is, like, look, he's not playing a ton, but he's playing minutes here and there, and he's training with really good players every day. He's 19 years old. He has time. He has plenty of time. Yeah, there's really no rush. Like, once he, as, as long as we can get the contract over the line, like, I'm not really worried about him that much. At this point, it, to me, it feels like there's been some kind of breakthrough where both sides want to get it done, which, again, mm-hmm. is so different from things that we've seen with Harrison Ashby and other players. Like, Ngakia, too, is another one. Um, so, I don't know. I just think that the hate was a little premature today. But Absolutely. we should move on to happier subjects, and we can talk about Arsenal. And we can talk about Arsenal versus West Ham. And we can also talk about Arsenal versus Fulham. We can talk about Arsenal versus Liverpool in the FA Cup. And we can talk about Declan Rice letting <laughs> another trophy slip through his hands today. Yep. He's gonna be uh he's gonna be enjoying that community shield for a very long time. I hope he goes home every day and he bites that stupid metal. Clown. <laughs> How funny is it was him uh posting on his Instagram story for New Year's? with the Community Shield instead of the Europa Conference League saying, it's been a great year. To be honest, like, yeah. People took that and ran with it. It's mad funny, but it's also like, what do you think he's going to do, man? Like, plays for Arsenal. Uh, He's reminiscing on the good parts of the year, not the bad parts. mm -hmm. He was so bad against us. The penalty was truly a cherry on top. And for Ben Rahman to wink at him, and then miss a penalty is the most underrated, ridiculous moment of the season. Nobody talked about that. He winked at him because I even I watched it back and I looked to see where he was behind the penalty taker. He is exactly where Ben Rama looked, right over that shoulder. Wow. I actually didn't even notice that. That's so funny. He winked at him and then he took the worst penalty he's taken in God knows how long. Top 10 high, most respect moment in football. Dude, ben we, Rama missed that on purpose. We let Saeed Ben Rama take a penalty in a game that was over when Jared Bowen is in a goddamn golden boot race. Can we He's, get any less serious? Honestly, like like if we can't help Bowen out right now, like he's got he's got so much to play for beyond us. Like, you know, he's like chasing that England spot. He's. I, I said to you today, especially at the beginning, um, and even throughout the game when he was 
he had a tough game after Paquette went off, but he still thought he tried. He tried and he tried, but um, he created that big chance for Suchek. Yeah, forget like getting in the England squad, dude. Like he's gonna play a part for them. He's really, really good. And I've said this on here before. He's taken another leap from whatever he was two years ago or at the end of last year. Like this is. He's just he's got his head up more. He looks forward more. He's a better eye for a pass than he used to. He's got these little one twos that he likes to play. He's going to help England at at the Euros this summer. He's going to help them. He's such a mature player, you know. Like yeah, he really is just like in really the last year, just really come into his own and like is is just like a such a reliable player and. It, it's not even a debate anymore that he's going to go to England. Uh, it's just how big of a role he's going to have in the squad. Because, I mean, you can't you can't just leave off the top England goal scorer in the Premier League. Yeah. You know? he, he's going to play a part. And the word mature that you use is completely right. And I would go back to actually him being left out of the World Cup squad with the way that he started last season. And he talks about that a lot um, as a point of like where he was like, I just have to focus on myself and what I can, and what I can do and stop looking at bigger picture stuff and like getting into England squad. And a lot of guys would let that destroy them. I think that that's only made him so much stronger and it's probably yeah. driving him to get into this hero squad deep down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's been, uh, ever since the end of the world cup, he's been on this insane. He's been form. Jared Bowen again. Yeah. Man. It's been a joy. Uh, I was just about to say something. Oh, um, talking about the Arsenal game, and this is something I've actually been thinking about for over a week that I've wanted to mention on here. James Ward-Prowse, his motor is insane. I've never seen a player. I guess Bowen's another one, but like he never stops. And people like people love using that phrase. Oh, he never stops. He's always running. Blah blah blah. And they love using that just for really any player that tries. But War Prowse, like this, this his motor is a skill. Like he's mm-hmm. such a good presser. Nobody ever has a second on the ball when he's around. And oh, man, I can't get enough of him sometimes. And now he, he's um, he played a pass against Arsenal where he received it on the touchline and he kind of cut it back across the field, like around the corner. I don't know if you remember. It's a long time ago now. Um, it was actually might have been in the build up to our goal. But oh, man, he just this is the absolute best case scenario with him, obviously. But like I cannot get enough of him as somebody who was really out on signing him over the summer. Yeah, I mean he's been he's kind of just been making this whole thing work. He's 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 almost like the centerpiece of everything we've been doing since our form uptick. Um, we haven't scored a set piece goal in a while, and we scored one we against Arsenal. Oh, right. Well, other than that, we've been we've been pretty dry. But even despite that, like, I can't you won't hear a word out of me about him. He's been he's been so good, and he's been taking way more responsibility on the ball, like in like getting us out, like relieving us of pressure. Yeah, he looks he looks really comfortable here now, and I think maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, that's almost what that was when he had that little weird patch of form when like Alvarez was kind of bad at the same time. Um, yeah. 
and he was just playing those passes so safe. Really, since that assist he got against Olympiacos, it's the passing has really come along. He played a pass against Spurs that blew my mind. The pass against Arsenal that I just talked about. He played a few today that were great. Um, he's been yeah, he's been spectacular. And the his and like I keep saying the word motor, but the, it's what drives me crazy about him because to have somebody who's that willing to run and that effective as a runner. He's just yeah. not, he's not just running around out there. Like he's an effective runner. He's closing down space. He's hurrying people. He's helping press. And you pair that with Bowen up there. It's it's a nightmare for any team that's trying to build up out of the back. Yeah, I agree. That's that's the thing though. Like you can't really drop him. So what are you gonna do when when we signed a um a left winger? Why can't he play deeper? I thought he played all right today. Um, he wasn't great, but I thought that was more down to the team performance around him. But like, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think I think that he can play in the pivot. I think that there are times where that pivot may be exposed for its lack of athleticism, which is why you sign another player so you can have competition for those two places. With I just Ward think Powell's he's so much, He's just so much more effective in that ten slot, in my opinion. He's he's for this game where we are right now. Yeah, he's more freed to do the running that makes him so effective. Well, I, I think that that's that's the part about him playing in that ten that makes him so good that I think people may overlook is they think that he can't impact the game with the ball from deeper. I think that he can just fine, um, especially if Paquetta were the ten because then they could just kind of swap and like do their own thing. Mm-hmm. Um. But I think the thing that makes him most effective as a 10 in our system is that he's able to just run freely all around the pitch and like lead that press. And I think exactly. that's what makes us so good. But Kudus can play that role in the 10 leading the press. And I think that War Prowse can operate in a pivot against plenty of teams. I think the, the issue for him in the pivot is that athleticism is such a big thing in midfield now. It's almost a bigger need in that position than technical quality now is to have some like elite athletic trait um which makes it difficult for him but like i've been saying like we're building a squad right so the whole reason that we couldn't even rest players today is because we don't have a squad that we can trust we have 13 maybe 14 players that we can trust if you do have other guys in those positions that you're able to rely upon it doesn't take away from him to say like, oh, he might be dropped sometimes if like he's not playing where he needs to play in that pivot. Or who knows, like the left winger that we sign can be dropped. They don't have to start yeah. every game. Like I trust Moyes. I want to give Moyes the best players and the most options at his disposal that he can have and as much tactical versatility as he can have, and I'll allow him to make all the decisions. And, you know, he's he's a little War Prowse fanboy, so it's probably nothing for him to even worry about. But I just think that it would be good to have those options. I guess, yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, me personally, I think we should upgrade that, like, position next to Alvarez and get, like, another, like, I mean, like, if we can get Fofana in over the summer... I, I I would aim elsewhere to be honest. I think I think well, Fofana, I think Fofana and Warprouse could operate very similarly. I would um, I would almost want somebody more pragmatic next to Alvarez. 
Why is that? Like, considering how, how pragmatic Alvarez is himself. Well, I would want, if it were up to me. And it is. Now, I, I, I don't have any names on the top of my head. So whenever mm-hmm. I'm probably going to say some like crazy names that are really good. I'm not saying that we can sign this those players. Of the profile. Just as an example of a profile. Yeah. So you have Alvarez, who's like the sitter, right? If you can play somebody next to him, who's a ball carrier, destroyer type. We've had one of those play for us before. I don't know if you remember his name. I don't. Declan Rice. Or somebody like an, or like an Angolo Conte type profile. Somebody who can carry the ball and help progress the ball in that position, but is also a very pragmatic and strong tackler and like wins the ball back a bunch and is an elite athlete. I think that that helps us more than um, someone like Fofana, who is capable of breaking up play and stuff and is a good midfield player. And if we did sign him, I'd be very happy with that. But I think that he also is somebody who, like WordPress, I get the most joy out of watching Yusuf, Yusuf Fofana when he's like pushing up the field. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And looking Which is what he wants to do. Yeah. So I think that him and Ward-Prowse are almost a little bit too similar. Um, where it's like, like I'm totally fine with either one of them playing in the pivot. But if you're signing someone specifically to play in that pivot next to Alvarez because you want a different option than Ward-Prowse, who you feel like may not be perfect there, even though he can play there and he's done it before throughout his career. So I think it's a little ridiculous to question that too much, especially the original idea was probably to play him there. Mm-hmm. Um I just think that you should go for a profile who's going to be a physically imposing. Amadou Anana is another one, a player like Yeah, that. that's exactly what I was going to say. Or like Kone. Yeah, uh, he's that much in Gladbach, right? Ibrahim Kone. Is his first name Ibrahim or am I getting him confused with somebody else? I feel like there's a different Kone than Ibrahim. I'm going to look that up. But yeah, a profile like that to me. Oh, yeah, that's the, uh, the defender who plays for uh, – or I have no idea who this is. Is that Konate? Ibrahim Kone is a professional footballer who plays as a goalkeeper for Maltese Premier League club Hyperians. Oh, that's who you were thinking of, yeah. Yeah, man, I know who that is. No, I, I have no idea who this person is. Oh, I'm thinking of Ibrahim Kone, Kone who is a... Uh, are you thinking of Ibrahim Konate? No, I'm thinking of Ibrahim Kone, who's a, he's a striker. He plays in uh, Spain. Hmm. Yeah, he's like an, a nothing player. Um, but I've seen his card on FIFA before. so Nice. Go for him. It's really bounced around. He's been in uh, Norway, he's been in France, he's been in Spain. Nobody gives a shit about Ibrahim Akorne. What team is he on? Uh, he's a place for Almeria. Or however you yeah, say it. I- I've never heard of him a day in my life. And I'm not afraid to admit it. No, I I don't know his game. I just know his FIFA card. See, he, he's got to be better. He's got to be better, be be better than Antonio. I'll tell you that much. I agree. I agree. It's a joke for anybody who loves Antonio. Um, if you could sign any two players in this window, who would it be? Hmm. Any two players. Just a, two. A, left, a left-footed center back. And no, 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 no. I want names. 
I don't have a name for you. I want names. All right. They don't have to be linked or they don't have to be. I, mean, I am putting you on the spot a little bit here. Especially okay, early uh, in the episode. Do they even have to be available? I mean, like, no. I mean, like, what, what does available mean to you? Harry, can I say Harry Maguire? They have to be attainable. He's kind of somewhat no, attainable. No, he's not. They're tanking. He's the dream. In the summer, yeah. we'll get him. I, I honestly think that we'll get him in the summer. I have no answer for you. Some some center back that can play on the left. Just pick a different position. <laughs> uh, Smith Rowe and Andre. All right. That would be crazy. I would love for us to take a chance on Andre, man. We'll see. He has he's, no he, he's kind of a sitter, but he has that passing range where he could probably play next to Alvarez and it could work. And and I'm like a firm believer in getting like a, a backup for Alvarez that's just as good as Alvarez. He there needs to be another option to play at six. And you know, Moyes does this thing when we're chasing games. And I get it because they're both goal threats. Where he takes off Alvarez and he leaves Suchek and um Ward Prowse on. It, it's it disgusting. Does, it's disgusting. It really bothers me. It's really disgusting to watch. Um and I thought, you know, not to like kill Moyes or anything, because I thought that the team he picked was right, and then obviously Paquette going down and Mavropanos going down, it makes things really difficult. I thought that the triple change was ridiculous. I thought that we were building momentum, and that just took the wind out of our sails. We were we had no plan after that substitution. Yeah, and you know I. I appreciate him trying and throwing the two up front and everything, but I thought that the three in midfield was where we were, you know, we were keeping the ball and we were really starting to apply pressure. And he did kind of put the sub off for five minutes. He did. Um, I would have preferred if it was just Corday. I don't know. It's tough. Is Ben Rama on the bench today? Yeah. And he picked Corday over him? It's interesting. That is interesting. I didn't even think about that. I didn't realize that at the time. I figured something was up with him. You think they have something worked out for him? I I think that that Leon interest is very, very, very real. Mm-hmm. I would I would honestly be surprised um, if he was in the squad for the Sheffield United game. Him and Aubameyang, it's gonna be it's gonna be something worth watching. Christ Almighty, dude! No, no, no! Aubameyang's at a uh, Marseille. Okay, right. Excuse me. Him and, him uh, and Lacazette. Him and Lacazette. Yeah. yeah. Ugh, the vibes will be crazy. I guess so. No way Lacazette and Aubameyang are playing for those two rivals. Man, those two are such clowns. Right? Like, there needs to be a show about them. There was. We need, we need, there was. There was. I guess there, there was. Something. We that, need to that, that was that year, right? Yeah, it was the year that they that like Aubameyang got suspended. Yeah, yeah. My God. That's Do you so remember um, the year where uh, if Arsenal didn't have Aubameyang's goals, they would have finished like sixteenth or seventeenth or something? Yeah, that was like that was wasn't ridiculous. That like, wasn't it like two years before they were 
I think that that might have been the um, the Emory season. Yeah. It, it's, or no, it's no, 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 no. That, that might have been the year that they won the FA Cup, and it was Emory and Arteta. That's what I, that's what I'm thinking. That was funny, so that was, dude. That was so ridiculous. <laughs> it's it's kind of crazy to think back to like him being really really good, considering how like how much of a train wreck his like last like month or two was at Arsenal. How much of a train wreck the last three years were for him before he went to uh, Barcelona. Marseille. Marseille. Or- he yeah, he, he, yeah, he had to stretch at Barcelona. He, yeah, his career doesn't make any sense, dude. No sense at all. He failed at Arsenal and went to Barcelona. He just like so. Who's he played for? He's played for AC Milan, Borussia Dortmund, Arsenal, Arsenal. Barcelona, Chelsea, and oh, Marseille. That that Chelsea stint like completely, like. Just the, I, like, the craziest thing about that. The craziest thing about that is to sign him, put him on those wages, and then sack Tuchel like before he made an appearance. Yeah, when like the, the whole signing was Tuchel's idea. Yeah, like the, he wouldn't even have been a target if it wasn't for the fact that Tuchel like has already coached him is like and was like I need a player like him and he's available so do it. <clears throat> A lot of these teams have done some nonsense business. Those those three teams, Arsenal, United, and Chelsea, they just like do these stuff. Yeah, I don't even know what the hell is going on at United, man. They stress me out. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, like, like they like seemed like all right last year, and then they spent two hundred million pounds, probably upwards of that. Um. And they have more holes in their squad. <laughs> their their wide players really confuse me. It it just doesn't make any sense. They have they they legit have bottom half wide players when Rashford is moping around like this. Mm-hmm. Like when when they're doing this thing where they bench Rashford and they go Garnacho and Anthony. It's like how are Gar- these? Garnacho is a talented kid. It's just he's young. Like he can't be relied, he can't be relied upon to give goals and assists for Manchester United every week. It's ridiculous. Like he's the main goal output, basically. Because because Anthony is nothing. He's nothing. And then Hoyland didn't score forever. That guy. I don't even. I don't know what to make of him yet. Don't don't ask me. Uh, uh, yeah. I he I think he's all right to be honest. I don't actually yeah, I think- see that much wrong with him. Same here. I don't see anything that's that amazing, but he does something as well. He's got the like. He's got the the makings of a good striker. Yeah, he's got the physique. He has like instinct and touch. Mm-hmm. Or, he's he scored. Um, it was the one goal. I forget who it was against. Might have been uh, Galatasaray, or I don't. It was one of those games at home in the Champions League. He was offside, but he like kind of received it. And swiveled. I can't. I can't really describe it. Was it in the league? No, because it would have been a second of the night. Oh, um. it was almost like, and I, I might be wrong saying it like this, but do you remember the goal that Bowen scored against Tottenham in the Carabao Cup? 
I know, I know, I know the exact exact goal you're you're talking about. I just yeah. don't know who it is. It was one of those games. That Galatasaray game at Old Trafford was electric, dude. I actually really hope that we don't get them in the uh, Europa League. I, I don't think our players could withstand going to that stadium. <laughs> they can barely play at home, dude. They look scared every time they played at home in the Champions League. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're all they're all in danger. Legitimately. And it's crazy because it gets the same way at the basketball game in that country too. And there's a roof over your head there. That shit's scary. Yeah, like when they're setting setting off the flares and like I was gonna say, you mentioned like you're shooting a free throw and there's just a fire going on behind the bench. (laughs) My God, bunch of white dudes yelling, "No pyro, no party." (laughs) That's the English. I I um, when I went to the next game the other day, they gave me like those little balloons. Yeah. And uh, I don't know why. Oh, behind behind the yeah behind. You were one of those people, dude. Yeah. For anybody who doesn't know, at uh, NBA games or college basketball games in America, if you're sitting behind the basket, they they do they leave them under your seat? How does this work? Yeah, they leave them under your seat. Yeah, so they they leave these two balloons that I would describe as they're just probably a little longer than your arms, right? And they're just blown up and they're like sticks. Um, And basically whenever anybody on the other team is shooting a free throw, you're expected to just stand up and smash them together as hard as you possibly can. Um, I was doing it. It never works, man. Hey, man, the first time I did it, Andre Drummond split his free throws. It's Andre Drummond. Can't shoot free throws. Yeah, but he he made the first one when I wasn't doing it, and he missed the second. So when I was doing it, I almost feel like guys shoot a better percentage when people are doing that nonsense. Put that shit down. But I guess my point in bringing that up was like just comparing that to like setting off like yeah, flares. setting off flares. Yeah. Poor Wilfred Zaha. He thought he was playing in a good atmosphere because some dude was playing a drum at Selhurst. And it just fires everywhere every week. Well, it, was it was it Turkey or was it Greece where the fans were banned because they like tried to kill that referee? That was Turkey. Maybe they'll still be banned if we play them in the Europa League. Maybe. Can, can, can we bring away fans? <laughs> it's just like 2,000, like a narrow strip. It's just 2,000 in the corner, just going crazy. Bunch of Galatasaray fans waiting outside the arena for everybody. <laughs> just ready to kill all of them. Yeah. My God. How far do you think we can go in that competition without – We're going to win the thing. You're going to win the thing? Who's yeah. going to beat Leverkusen? Uh, Liverpool. Who's going to beat Liverpool? Leverkusen. I don't know. I don't know. One of those teams will just have to beat. Here's how it's got to go. Here's how I see it. We need AC Milan. Actually, okay. This is what's got to happen. I'm going to give you the script. All right. We need Leverkusen to beat Liverpool in the quarterfinal. Then we need AC Milan to beat Leverkusen in the semifinal. And then we need to play AC Milan in the final. I'm so cool with that. That's like the dream. We would beat them. 
we would we would play them off the park. Moyes would have such a fucking plan for them, dude. Are you kidding me? That team they can barely they, they can barely score like on their own. Can you imagine a Moyes a Moyes deep block in fucking Dublin with Liao everything that we've have, ever dreamed for on the line? Liao would have no plans for Kufal. No plans. Liao actually, dude, the way that Liao plays, I think Liao might kill himself at halftime playing against some Moyes <laughs> deep block. He actually, dude, because people like people love Liao and I think he's great too. But the way that he plays and the way that he can drift in and out of games based on his like how he feels in that current moment, like I, I actually think that he would be on genuine suicide watch. Look yeah. what it did to Declan Rice. <laughs> yeah, he made him emotional and gave away a pen to Emerson Palmieri. Dude, that was so funny. Every, just like the the camera going around and showing them all smiling, like Deck had like the the wry smile on his face, and then Emerson was laughing. Saeed's fucking winking at the guy. <laughs> Who the hell do you think you are, man? Guy who's not gonna be here for much longer. That's who he thinks he is. What month and what year is Ben Rama gonna score his first Leon goal? January twenty twenty four. I was gonna say November twenty. I was gonna and, say November twenty twenty four. No, he's gonna score his first goal immediately. There's gonna be really, really annoying discourse, and then he's also gonna score for like another forty games. That's real. There, honestly, dude, there should be no discourse about Ben Rama, no matter what happens. There shouldn't be a word. Yeah, like, we I'm should actually to- never think about him again. Collectively, just go on as if he never existed. Mm. We never paid the fee for him. He never. He, well, he, he scored in the final. He did do that. He just appeared that day. Mm-hmm. That's all. Well, that's the only thing that needs to be discussed. He's a trivia fact. Who scored the first goal in the Europa Conference League final for the West Ham? Saeed Ben Rama. That's it. Brentford legend Saeed Ben Rama. <laughs> do you remember they were complaining about Watkins celebrating against them? And they posted the video of Ben Rama scoring. They're like, that's how a real legend acts. It's like, dude, this guy sucks, man. <laughs> like, aren't you embarrassed, like, calling him a legend? Neil Mopé and Saeed Ben Rama, Brentford legends. You know, it's a credit to those two that they didn't celebrate their goals against Brentford because they never score. Yeah, like, they, like, were probably dying to celebrate. Like, they never score. I mean, Ben Rama... I actually, I don't know if we've said this on here. I think the whole thing where people are like, oh, Ben Rama is just playing the same way this year that he was last year, but there's no penalties to cover it up. I think that that's nonsense. I think he actually had a decent year last year. He scored a lot in the Cups, dude. Yeah, he scored a lot of important goals. Both like penalty and, and, and non-penalty. Yeah. The the penalty against AZ is the most underrated one to me. Fucking thrashed that into the side netting. And we needed yeah, that, that one. Like, we needed that one. That was like I the, think that was 60 something minute. That was the one. I think that one and Arsenal were the two where I was like, this is the one where he's missing. Yeah, the, the, the AZ one was by far the one I was like most nervous for. I was like, he's definitely gonna miss this. I was more nervous for the conference league final one. But I just I, I knew he was gonna bury it. I knew that ball was going to hit the back of the net. 
I, I like, I kind of, I kind of knew that he was going to miss the, this most recent one. I was like, this is the one he misses and it's okay. Like this is, this should be the one he misses. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he, the way he ran to, ran up to it. I was like, ugh. Yeah. Just like your watch is over. It's okay. Just, just it's time it, for you. It's even Ward Prowse, man. So we know that Ward Prowse is going to take the damn penalties if Ben Rama's not on the pitch. Just let him take it. I mean, I, I guess Paqueta. Wait, so wait, Paqueta? Paqueta, but Paqueta was hurt. Yeah. He's the new taker. He will he will give us a farewell with a penalty off the post and pens against Bristol City on Tuesday. I don't think he'll get a chance. No, he won't. He won't see the field. Uh so I did want to do something fun with you, and I should have told you about this beforehand. Oh but god. You can do it off top. It's the middle of the season. I'm going to ask you a few questions and, bef- and you tell me what you had before the season and how you feel about it now. Okay. Who, who did you have winning the league? Arsenal. How do you feel about it's that? Gonna, it's, it's going to be Liverpool. Yeah. They look pretty good. Or City. Or City, depending on how KDB comes back and when he comes back. If Arsenal are able to get um, Tony, would that change your mind? Or even layout. I don't. I, I don't think it's. January. I don't think either in the realm. Either are in the realm of possibility. They should throw the bank at Brentford, dude. They should. They, but they can yeah. still do it if they had somebody because they they just they play so wide. Everything goes wide. I think they're just gonna have to end up paying double for Tony in, in January because they they desperately want to keep him for the summer. Yeah. Just because of how bad they've been. They, They've been terrible without him. I don't think Arsenal are out of this title race, though. They they need a result terribly. I think that this break is going to be good for them. Yeah, they're definitely. This is a definitely worn down squad at this point. But who's gonna like who in this team is going to reverse the trend right now? It has to it has to be a signing because, like, obviously Rice has been one of the signings this season. Timber going down kills them. Yeah. Um, but the the Havertz thing is just it's ridiculous, dude. Like, look, he's not good, but he's also he's not the worst player in the world. But they don't use him right. This left center mid thing with him, he's a fucking striker, dude. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it's it's su- it's such nonsense. He's like Suchek out there without the ball winning and the aerial yeah. ability. He he was a failed experiment and. Arteta's hubris is kind of just in, make like forcing his hand to keep him in the team, it's and, crazy. It, and it's been a disaster. They could have spent sixty five million on anybody. They could have they could have used that money on Mason Mount. <laughs> that could to him would just be hanging out talking in the midfield while the game went on around them. Don't need either of them. Man, remember people wanted to sign Mount to keep Bryce around. But I, I, I do think Arsenal can do it, but it, they have to sign somebody. It, it, even a left winger, because Martinelli is just pathetic right now. He's been, he's had such a terrible season. He's pathetic. It's proven me right. I'll yeah, proven you a genius. It was too obvious, man. Everybody's watching him last year. Use your brain, not your eyes, kid. All right, so what's the next question? Um... Signing of the season. Um, 
I guess you for us or for for both. I mean, Rice was kind of the signing of the season, and still is that. Yes, he still he absolutely still is, and I would eh. Kudu's giving him a run for his money, man. JWP? For the whole league? Oh, 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 oh. I thought you were I was I was trying to play devil's advocate, but yeah, yeah. No. Kudus Kudus is given he's the it's him. Uh, there's another one or two who I can't think of off the top of my head. And it's not Cole Palmer. Before, before the clear. injury. Maybe Van Deven before the injury. Or Madison. Van Deven and Madison. Madison is another one who would be giving him a run for his money. Um, Van Deven, not to gush about Spurs on here because I'm just not going to do that. But Van Deven's probably the most, one of the most underrated signings of the summer. He was starting to get yep. his plaudits right before he got hurt, but he he's a freak of fucking nature, man. Yep. It was uh, it was it was a joy to see him go down. Uh, not gonna lie. <laughs> Uh, bottom three. Bottom three. I think I had Fulham in there, which you is did. crazy. You did. <laughs> and they end up five nailing us, but they should be down. Like this is like Fuck this that. is getting crazy now. This this front like this their attack is pathetic. It's legitimately pathetic. And Marco Silva has a um. Marco Silva has a savior king, dude. Yeah, I I don't, like, I don't know. I, I don't he know he really he he just gets off on just taking guys who are terrible and fixing like, them. Uh, is this team like even particularly broke? That they um, that they're yeah. You broke money wise. Yeah. No, they they spend fees. That they need to be. They 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 they, they, they I think that they did have to be a little careful with their money this past summer. Um, they were gonna get Hudson Adoy too. Remember that. Yeah, that would actually would have been amazing for them. That would have been really good for them. So they got yeah, and then and then uh, I guess they're definitely not going down. Um, Everyone and everyone had Luton going down. I don't think they're going down either. Well, three teams have to go down. Sheffield, uh, Burnley, and Palace. That'd be pretty cool. Right, those teams are all down there. It's gonna be a bloodbath fighting for. It's gonna be like the Hunger Games cornucopia for Eze if fucking Palace go down. It's just gonna be like sixteen teams in firm. Their Palace are six six points over, and yeah, uh, but Luton have a game in hand on them. Not that it matters much. It, it so would maybe they warm my heart if Forest went down. I don't think Forest will go down. I think, I think they got. I, I think I think that they're worse than Palace. Everton low key have stopped picking up points. They'll be fine. They'll still they'll be fine, but they're not the hot team that they once were. Yeah. Thank God that that nonsense is over. I think that right. that uh that Carabao Cup quarterfinal kind of took the wind out of their sails. When they lost the okay. poem on penalties. Okay. It would be nice if they went down. Biggest, do you want to do disappointment or surprise first? Uh, Who would you have picked? 
who would you have picked, and who would you say? Team or player? Uh, you can do both. Team first. Biggest surprise team? Um, us, dude. I Yeah, no, yeah. We've been insane. I guess Alistair Aston Villa. Yeah. But We're even there. Well, well, I'm, I'm not going to do that. They're kind of coming down to earth, though, as well. We will play them in March for eighth place. <laughs> yes, we will. Who did you, um, you say before the season? Uh, did we did we talk about this? Maybe. I don't think we did. I don't think that we did. Um. So yeah, biggest surprise of the season, I'd probably say Villa or us. Um. At what point it was Tottenham, but they seem to also no, dude. They do that. You know, um, they do that thing sometimes. Yeah, when they're not in the Champions League. I mean, they're also just allowed to play nonsense teams early in the season all the time. For God knows what reason. Liverpool have a big surprise. Yeah, Liverpool have impressed me a lot. They've been amazing. Trent has been the clear-cut best player in the Premier League. Um, Don't do that. And yeah, probably going to win the league. Don't do that. Who is? Don't do that. You're going to say Rice is the best player in the league? No, I can't right now. I'm just going to say Salah because I'm just not going to give it to that guy. No, Trent is definitely better than Salah. I would, I would say with such with such confidence. I am. He's just more consistent. Whatever, man. Salah's better than him. Put your GA on the table. The game sure. is about goals, kid. Most, most assists ever from a defender. Ever. From a defender. Going up against Goddamn. Not defending. He's playing in midfield. We're defending there. Wherever we are, we're defending. No, we. I mean, I, I, I'll give it. I'll give it to you. He's the best right back in the Premier League. He's really got an argument for best Premier League right back of all time. I, it sucks because I used to make fun of people for saying that, but it's get it's it's there. We are here. Yeah, we've arrived. He, Especially he if they if they win the league again, him and Salah and Van Dyke, they're all three of them are in a Premier League all time eleven. If they win the league this year, I, th- I would it, agree. Probably, with that. and there's a strong argument for each of them already. And it's pretty sickening to think about that one era of Liverpool has three guys in that eleven. I think I think I already put them there. I think Van Dyke and 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 Trent are like very very solid in that. I, th- I think that, that Salah is the most solid one, dude. What the hell are you talking about? I just I'm not saying like Salah is the third best in like Salah is like but... one of like three players to ever score 150 goals for one club in the Premier League. But like, who would you put in over? Over Van Dyke or who would you put in over Salah? I guess that's fair. I, I'd have to think about it. But I was gonna say we can we can come back to this next week. Yeah, we can put a we pin can, on this, and we can uh, we can do a whole all time eleven. Mm-hmm. 
and I think both of us will have those three in there. I'm, I'll, I'll try and find a way to knock them out. I'll put goddamn Gary Neville in there. Put Riyad Mahrez in there. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Make my vibes all time, 11. Mahrez and Paya, you kidding me? Ben Rama. Mahrez, Paya, Ben Rama in the hole. <laughs> three of the same player, if you ask me. Absolutely. People are saying we get in the next Piat when we sign Benrama. It's ridiculous. All right, biggest disappointment. Um, Burnley. Yeah, company's a fucking clown. Is Chelsea a he, disappointment? He, he, if I was waiting for this no, the whole time. No, no, no. Chelsea <laughs> are not a disappointment. Um, company has to give it up. With whatever the hell that he's trying to do over there, play a different way. You're going down. <laughs> he's a fool, and, and you, an you'd be surprised. You, if you do, if you, if you didn't already know, company spent like a his career his career in the Premier League. You'd think he'd have no idea how this league works. He doesn't. He, he's, he's, he's he doesn't because he no played for City the whole time. Exactly. He's got no idea. He's he's no idea how this works. He's learning. He's a young manager. He'll he'll learn his lesson. I don't think that they'll sack him if they go down, unless they finish bottom. Hmm. No, he'll he'll bring them back up because they're good yeah. enough to play the way he wants to play in the championship. Yeah. He'll bring and them back honestly, up. Honestly, they I did, think about they did the they did the same thing with Deitch. Um, however many years ago, they came up, they went down, they came up. I would, um, I would reevaluate him. I would have him on a very short leash the next time they're in the Premier League. Oh yeah, and I would have him on like, a short leash during the Championship season too. You better get us automatically promoted. I think they. I think he would though. That's the thing. Yeah, no, just because he, he is a legitimately a good manager when like he has the talent for it. And they they walked that league. Yeah. Yep. Walked it. Um, but I would give them a month. The year after they come back, and just to be like, like, are you gonna do that same bullshit again? And if <laughs> you are, then like, we're gonna bring in somebody like a real Premier League manager. We're gonna bring in Roy Hodgson. He won't be at Palace at that point. Be dead. <laughs> They're gonna wheel him out. They're gonna have him on 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 Facetime during the game. <laughs> be coaching on Zoom. My God, dude. On that note. Thank you, everybody, for listening to us this week. Uh, you can find us, uh, our blog, sorry, at hammering-away.blog. You can find the Twitter, uh, at hammering underscore away. Our Instagram is at hammering away underscore, and the TikTok is hammering.away. Um, again, thank you, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you. Piper, Piper, Piper.